You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly. To your favorite sports show, Song Bro, hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome into this week's episode of Babes on Broad. I'm Jesse Town with my co-host Sam Wilson, and we're back this week to talk about everything Philly, everything Eagles. We're brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You can find our podcast on BGN Radio, on iTunes, or type in Bleeding Green Nation anywhere you listen to your podcast, and you'll be able to find us there. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Babes on Broad. You can follow Sam on Twitter and Instagram at SamWills18, and you can follow me on Twitter at RunThisTown with an E. 13 and on, on Twitter there. And you can also follow me on Instagram uh, at Jessica double underscore town. Now, don't forget, you can also rep Babes on Broad. We've got some really awesome Babe Squad and Babes on Broad broad shirts, sweatshirts, tank tops, awesome stuff on uh, designtree.com slash Babes on Broad. That's dsgntree.com slash Babes on Broad. And you can go over there and get yourself some merch. So today we're going to talk about everything with the Eagles, a couple things with the Phillies, some stuff with the Sixers, but we're going to start talking about this Packers game and how awesome that was. Yeah, it was awesome. It feels like it was forever ago because it was, it was nice having like the Sunday off, but that was really nice. It was, but I kind of hated it because this week's been so boring. Literally the only thing to do is Jalen Ramsey rock watch, which is Exhausting. Yeah, which is him being like, my back hurts. His I'm not back hurts and carrying the weight of the whole team. Boom! Yeah, I, the man's never missed. He hasn't missed a game since high school. Yeah, I know. I wrote that down. That's insane. He hasn't missed a game since high school, and he's just like, I don't want to play for y'all. That's how you know it's bad. Yes. He's making up excuses. And it's weird how, like, I don't remember um, the owner of the Jags, but he came out today and was just like, yeah, like, we're sticking by him. Like, we're with him. Yeah, we want to figure this out. Well, he doesn't want to figure it out no. with you. Like, isn't that stupid? My favorite part of it, though, was also the headline that came out this week with the uh, birth of his child. <laughs> Did you see that one? No. It says, ready? I want to see your reaction to this. How Jalen Ramsey is keeping in touch with his stripper girlfriend while he's in town <laughs> for the birth of his second kid with Golden Tate's sister while also doubling down on his Jaguars trade request. <laughs> okay, one... <laughs> Poor journalism, because you always, that's a bad title, and that's the one of the things you learn about in journalism class. Wow. But two, so he has a stripper girlfriend, so yes. he's not with this girl. This girl's his baby mama. Yes. And the baby mama is Golden Tate's sister. Golden Tate's sister. I hope he talks so much trash to Golden Tate <laughs> when he comes. I hope he put, is an eagle just so he can, oh wait, Golden Tate's not on the Giants anymore, is he? Yes, he is. He just was suspended. He can come back. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's why I was like, I haven't, I don't even I remember where this him. dude is. I haven't heard of him. Okay, yeah. So 
Dude, that is hilarious. He needs to come to the Eagles just so we can talk to our Golden Tate. Oh, my goodness. Golden Tate's sister keeping in touch with his stripper girlfriend. That is probably one of the funniest headlines I've ever seen in my life. How come I didn't see more of that? I don't know. I'll send it to you just so you can have it forever. I wish I would have shown Trey Thomas that. Oh, you can show Trey tomorrow. Yeah. We've still got time. (laughs) But, yeah, so that's really been the most exciting thing, especially because there's not a lot to – rant and rave about this week um obviously they got the win it was a good win 34 to 27 yep a good team win and it was really great because it doesn't it doesn't give you a lot to moan and complain about and then dallas lost which icing on the cake yeah it's the cherry on top of that Mm -hmm. that whole weekend and um it was nice to watch some stress-free football but and you know the eagles win stress-free football sunday and then dallas loses it was really great but there's not much to talk about this week since no. since then. There's good news. Um, Avante Maddox is okay, which thank gosh because that was a terrible, it was so scary. And then also to see Williams, yeah, in the beginning of the game, that was scary too. Both of them were so scary. I know. And you know, we went, in the case of um, Jamal Williams, you know, he did the thing that a lot of players do if they get those scary injuries. You know, give a wave. Yeah. You know, give a thumbs up. Make sure. Avante Maddox didn't move. They and had that, his arms like sealed so they wouldn't fall by his side. That's what scared me. And that just made me so nervous. Yeah. It, 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 it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if he plays for the Eagles, the Packers, the Cowboys. You don't want to see anybody get hit like that. No. That's scary. It and is. And that's why, you, I mean, that's why youth football is dying. Mm-hmm. And why the sport of football is suffering because people don't want to see their, their children go through that. They yeah. don't want that potential. So it's, you know, it's good that they're doing what they're doing now with the different kinds of helmets and the concussion protocols and things. But seeing that happen twice in a game was super scary. It was. And then it's weird though, because like hits like that, I mean, yes, they get penalized and stuff, but you like, you need something stronger. I feel like to penalize them, like the Oakland guy, they he just was, got eject or like thrown out for the whole year. If yeah. his name Vontae's perfect. And, yeah. and you know, I it, mean, he's a repeat offender, but still, like, yeah. You know, th- there are ones that, for for example, in in the case of Derek Barnett, mm-hmm. it's loud in there. There's a really good chance he didn't hear the whistle. But Jamal Williams was wrapped up. He wasn't going anywhere. You know the refs are going to blow that whistle. And you still went in with your helmet lowered mm-hmm. directly at this guy's head. That you cannot do. And I, you know, obviously I don't want to see Derek Barnett suspended, but... I'm surprised that they don't just give you a suspension for things like that because that was uncalled for. I agree. And it's so weird to me. I mean, I know they're different, obviously, but how like such sticklers they are on pass interference now and like how big they're on that, like stupid things that like just make the game slower and like people don't agree with. But then actual things that matter, they're just like, yeah, like slap on the wrist, 10 yard penalty, 15 yard penalty. You know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah. Because that actually matters. That's an important part. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And especially in the case of, I don't even know who it was that, that hit Josh Allen, the, the Bills quarterback. That hit was absolutely lethal. It's, I don't even think I saw that you one. You didn't see that one? No. This one was, I mean, this one was bad. I'm going to mute my computer so you can see it. But I mean, look at him. Oh, so okay. He's trying yeah. to tuck and go down. He got hit, he got rocked. And it wraps like up going down and it's just head it's, to head. Yeah. yeah, forehead to forehead. That's it's not... just straight helmet. You're trying to hit someone in the yeah. head at that point. And it's things like that that uh, obviously I would hate to see it happen to my own team because then we're down a player, mm-hmm. but obviously people's safety comes first and offenders like this, uh, offenses like this to a rule like that, 
I don't see any reason that there should be any wiggle room. And I feel like that should be a strict penalty and with a strict punishment. And it shouldn't be a, well, Vontae's perfect was a repeat offender. Oh, well, they're the Patriots. It shouldn't be that. And I just, it's people's lives. Mm -hmm. It's people. and, And you saw like with what happened to Ryan Shazier. Now, granted, like it wasn't a dirty hit. He didn't, get hit yeah. dirty. like he lowered his own head and did that but yeah. it's still scary it they is. thought he was never gonna walk again you especially don't want to get a reputation for being the person who the does dirty that. player yeah and that's what i think a lot of people were worried about with barnett because that's not that's not his first time doing that and he had another hands to the face penalty a little bit later yeah. that people were like dude come, come on like but it's on. weird because like you could tell he was shaken up about it yeah. when he saw how serious Williams was hurt. So, like, he was shaken up. I don't think he – like, he definitely did not have the intention of knocking somebody out. You know right. what I mean? Which you might be able to argue for perfect or – Yeah. But you, – you don't, you don't know there because he does have that reputation uh-huh. of doing that. It's happened before. Um, but then other things. I forget. It was one of the – it was a guy on, on the Ravens. I forget who it was. But there's a clip of him. He's literally holding Odell Beckham down to the ground, like, choking him. Like, and n- nothing. I just don't understand how there can be so much wiggle room and so you can have so much subjectivity to who you punish for what. Yeah. And I think that's been the, I mean, that's been the biggest criticism of Roger Goodell and the mm-hmm. NFL for, for years is that it's, you never know. You know yeah. You it's get, up to who's, what the ref right. thinks is a penalty. Like remember they tried to give Ray Rice two games, a two game suspension yeah. for knocking his wife out in an elevator. Like, come on. Until the video came out and then they right. were like, Shit, we can't do that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> to our editors at Bleeding Green, sorry, it's <laughs> Sam's fault, not mine. Um, but you know, you're right. You're absolutely right, and that's that's kind of one of the biggest. And we we talk about it being subjective instead of objective, and one of the biggest things that comes into that is calling the penalties mm-hmm. in a nutshell. And I think a lot of those we saw, especially in the Eagles game on Sunday or on Thursday, one of them that I thought was the most kind of egregious call there was Zach Brown got called for that face mask in the beginning yeah. of the game, and then there were a couple that we saw on Sunday that were very similar that didn't get called. Watching Sunday, you saw how many flags are across the board in the NFL. I know. It's, it's not ridiculous. just the Eagles. What are your thoughts on that, Sam? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I had a note down. It was like the beginning of the fourth, and the announcers like noted that the Eagles' defense already had nine penalties. That's nuts. Like, that makes the games go so slow. I mean, granted, there were, like, serious injuries. Yeah. But it was almost midnight when that game was done. It was a late game. I so can't deal with that. The the defense, they had nine penalties for 93 yards. They had Derek Barnett had an unnecessary roughness. Zach Brown, face mask. Kama Grugier-Hill was offsides. Rodney McLeod with a face mask. Josh Sweat with an illegal formation on a kickoff. That which, offsides and face mask was on the same play, too, which was yes. a free play, and they still got because of those. Say. Listen to me. <laughs> Listen to my opinion on this. I have gotten into arguments. I saw your arguments. Okay, yeah, I know where you're going with this. I've yeah. gotten <laughs> into arguments with other fans at Lincoln Financial Field for freaking out about this. Two years ago, they changed this rule, and it's known it's the Aaron Rodgers rule, just like yeah. the Tom Brady rules, the Tuck rule. The Aaron Rodgers rule. Ironic that we were playing Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. <laughs> the Aaron Rodgers rule is when someone jumps, offense or defense, it's supposed to be called dead. So there should not be mm-hmm. any free plays of any kind. That shouldn't exist because certain quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers are so good at that hard count. He got me several times in that game. Oh, yeah. That I hard jumped. count was nuts. They did it twice at one point. I tweeted out. I was like, I jumped. Yeah. <laughs> and it was insane. I saw yeah. your tweet and I was like, Joe just said that right next <laughs> to me. Like, he's, I mean, he's phenomenal at doing things like yeah. that. 
And it was amazing that our defense didn't get fooled I know. as many times as I did. Yeah, well, I they're professionals, so I would hope not. But Yeah, but their energy is way higher than ours at home, right. and we're jumping. <laughs> right. So I just, you know, I was he's the one who's so good at doing that, and they changed the rules so it's not more quarterbacks have that advantage mm-hmm. and are able to do that and get that free play. So it's supposed to be blown dead no matter what. There was a play against the Lions where the Lions jumped and they blew the play dead. Mm-hmm. People were freaking out about it. It's supposed to be a free play. It's supposed to be... No, it's not. They changed the rule. They're supposed to blow mm-hmm. them all dead. As long as they do it, I don't have a problem with it. As long as you do it every time and not just decide to do it here and there. But the, you change the rule mm-hmm. because of Aaron Rodgers. How are you not going to enforce the Aaron Rodgers rule on Aaron <laughs> Rodgers? I, I was freaking out. I was so angry at that point that it just, it just, it just, <laughs> it, it makes me so mad that it's like, it makes me mad that everything is this subjective. I know. I agree completely. You can't, there's no clear, like that is one of the, should be one of the most clear cut flag or no flag. It definitely is. That's not a subjective call. If it's all sides, it's all sides. You blow it dead. Yes. Exactly. Like, it's not a subjective thing. That's a rule. Some people are going to get, you know, more detailed with the OPI, with the DPI, Mm -hmm. whatever. Offsides is offsides. And if you see it and you throw your flag, you blow it dead. So, like, and that's all fine if you, with the offside, the face, like, Mm -hmm. that sucks, but whatever. But you need, that. that's one of those things that it's like, okay, you change the rule, fine, no more free plays. But it has to be enforced, and there shouldn't be any reason that it's not. And it's things like this where I hate that you can challenge pass interference now. Me too. I hate it. I understand why it's put in there based on the fact that the refs are so bad sometimes, and the fact that one call can change a game, and you shouldn't be able to have one call change the entire, the I agree, entirety of the maybe, game. I agree, but maybe they could fix that by making it challengeable only on third down. That's you know what I mean? Because, okay, so like if it happens and they miss it on the first or second, like you have another play, you know what I mean? You have a chance yeah. to like get it back or do something. So if I think it should be like only on third down. Because just doing it all the time is so stupid because I mentioned it before. Like, right. pass interference, it's so, so, so subjective. And uh-huh. it's also kind of just like holding. Like, holding happens on almost every, every play. play. And it's just a matter of who sees it if they think it's bad enough. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, exactly what pass interference is. So I think it they should limit it by putting it only on third down. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, Roger like Goodell, it. if you hear that, I want 20%. Listen to Sam Wilson and give her the 20%. Yes. That's really interesting. My Venmo is at <laughs> SamWills18. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah, right? And I, I just, yeah, I, I like that a lot, especially because I just think, like, you know, when they miss calls like this, like, for example, the face mask on uh, Miles Sanders. I almost said Barkley. <laughs> so close. <laughs> almost. Penn State, same thing. Yeah, you know. It's, it's things like that that it's like you miss a call that badly – Nothing happens to you. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens to you. Besides, you, you get bashed on Twitter, you, you nameless ref that nobody even knows. Right. Yeah. Like, th- there should be some sort of, like, I don't even know how they would keep track of it, whether they did, like, a monthly meeting or mm-hmm. one of, part of their job would be, like, a weekly meeting or something that, like. They did do something in the beginning of the season that was, like, a super ref protocol because uh-huh. of the Saints last year. They made it such a big deal. Yeah. I know that, but I don't know if, how they follow up with it or anything. If you or I mess up at our job that badly to the point where it 
it, it impacts the entire outcome of a situation, we get reamed out. There's a potential that we could lose money for mm-hmm. ourselves, for the company, or, you know, if it's bad enough, you lose your job. Yeah. These refs, nothing happens to them. So I'm not, like, yeah. I don't know what they make. I'm not saying they should get fined or whatever, amount. but like, there should be some sort of punishment for missing calls like this. And I get no one's perfect, but at the end of the day, if you're the reason that a game is changed or there's something that's as bad as that, and it's not just obviously with the Eagles. It happens across the board. It happens to every team at least you know once a season that there's a call that bad. Oh, an average salary of 200 200000 Yeah, I wish I made that. Yeah, right. Okay, so... To make calls maybe sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> awful ones. Wow, well, that's not... It's, it's around, across the entire NFL. Yeah. But it's just... It's completely sloppy. However, the Eagles offense did not commit one penalty. Really? I didn't even notice that. Not one penalty on the offense. No holding. Bam. Those are my dudes. Yeah. I got hyped about that. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Because that's why they were able to also run the football so effectively yeah. because the offensive line wasn't. They were monsters. Starting. They weren't oh holding. Oh my gosh. Did you see the open, like the gaps they had for the Howard? Or like the Red Sea. It was Yeah, gorgeous. dude, it was awesome. They had um on uh, Thursday Night Football, they actually had a graphic and put like, uh, I think it was Howard. They put like five Jordan Howards together. That could have went right through the gap. I don't remember what play it was. It was crazy. But it was nuts. They were they played really well. I mean, Jason Peters played 100% of the snaps mm-hmm. and played really well. And you know, you and I talked a lot about their defense last week, the Packers defense, and how it's going to be really difficult to contain some of these edge rushers because they're linebackers that they bring into the yeah. box. And they did a really good job. No sacks. I yeah, I am very very impressed with how they turned that around in four days. That was something that, I mean, you and I talked about a lot, mm-hmm. that the, the offensive line was not playing up to expectations. Yeah. They were not playing to their their standard that we've seen them play. And all you Isaac Sayamalu haters, he played well. He's back. Yeah, he's he played good. really well. He did. That's a good offensive line we have. And if they play like that and you're able to get some of that play action in there. Which I don't think that'll be a problem because like it does. Our guys did not play in preseason. They're finally playing together. It takes a few weeks to mesh and get it going. You know what I mean? So yep. you needed that do-or-die situation and that going against an Aaron Rodgers team. You know, so I think you needed that to be able to force you guys together, and I don't think it'll be a problem of them going forward. I think they're connected now. So before we we head to our first break, Sam, top two things or three things that you're either most impressed about or most worried about about the Eagles after Um, that win. I do think it was huge. The final drive of the game, Aaron Rodgers was able to take them all the way down to the goal line was not able to score, which our defense, red zone defense, did amazing. I'm so freaking proud, even though it was kind of stupid. On There were some stupid play calls on uh, Green Bay. So, yeah, but it's huge that Devontae Adams was not in that drive. Mm -hmm. So as good as it was and as hype as I am, it still concerns me on that. We lucked out on that part. But a win's a win, baby. So we're going with it. Also, just shout out to Miles Sanders because that kick return – Yeah, it was kick return. It was a kick return. That led to everything. So love it. There you go. The beginning and the end. I think my two things I think would definitely be being able to establish the run game early. And I yeah, the run game was huge. Obviously, I'm with you there with the defense, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that in our next segment. We're babes on broad, brought to you by Bleeding Green Nation, and we'll be right back. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is 
you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to Babes on Broad from Bleeding Green Nation. So Jess, when we were going into break, you mentioned how we were going to talk about the defense going into this Jets game. Mm -hmm. But this kind of ties in with it. I just want to talk about real quick how terrible <laughs> this Jets line is. Yep. Listen to this. Okay, so I have it right here. You have it too. This is in three games because they had a bye last week. So only in three games. <laughs> so they've given up. And their quarterback is mono. Yeah, he might be back though. They need, no, he's not playing. Really? I really don't think so. I know. He hasn't had a full – they said they wanted to get him a full week of practice, and he's ju- he hasn't been cleared for contact yet. No, he he, they don't get the test results back in either, until either tomorrow or Saturday. So it would literally be like a last minute, you're in, dude. And he hasn't but, played football in three weeks. No. and like, I mean, also, whoever it is. But also your stamina is not good after mm-hmm. being sick like that. You know what I mean? He'll be out of breath. Yeah. It'd be chilly. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. O-line. But so O-line. They've given up 13 sacks, 26 tackles for loss, and 26 quarterback hits in three games. And That's nuts. Yeah. And the the Browns are probably the worst defense in that group. Mm-hmm. The Bills actually have a pretty good defense. Our defensive line has not looked great. They're still the fourth best uh, rushing defense in the league right now. They've only let up 62 yards. Uh, or, no, I'm sorry. They've let up an average, average of 62 yeah. yards per game. Jets offense they're averaging 65.7 rush yards per game and let's keep in mind they have the best running back in the nfl at levy on bell back there who is not his rush for under 200 yards total and has no touchdowns dude he's gonna get frustrated and it's gonna be some bell drama that's his fault it is he chose to go to the jets i I get making your money but you chose to go to the jets you don't have the right to get frustrated if you chose to go and you Jets. said getting your money. He technically lost money. Didn't he get less money than he would have gotten if he stayed with the Steelers? I don't know exactly, but I think he has. it's more guaranteed yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Their offensive line is so, so bad. So bad. Dude, they're the they're run, like they're rushing offense, 28th in the league. And their passing game's not much better. No. 32nd in the league. That is a last, in case you were wondering. Uh, but we're talking pass about, yards per game. To be fair, our passing defense is also 32nd in the league. So get ready for that duel, guys. That's going to be some good football, right? So let's talk about that, right? <laughs> so, okay, who are your starting corners this weekend? You've got Rasul Douglas. Craig James. Orlando Skandrick. <laughs> Those are some winners right there. Sidney Jones supposed to practice today. Is he? I saw he was out there I practice. saw an interesting fact. I don't remember who tweeted it out. Oh, it might have sure. been... It might have been Dave Zangaro because I like him a lot from NBC Sports Philly. 
he said something he, throughout Jones' career. This is only his second year, right? Uh-huh. But he still only played five consecutive games. That's the, like he hasn't played five consecutive games because he's always injured. <sighs> like the guys were talking about this on the show, and it's funny because it's true. Like it's his injuries always come off of poor games, almost as this as if it's an excuse. Like oh my hamstring, that's why I was getting beat on that pass. Blah blah. You know what I mean? Yeah, honestly, I I hope I'm wrong, and I hope my mind gets changed. That doesn't happen often, but I'm out right now on Sidney Jones. I, yeah, I, I'm. It's looking like a ju- just a bad second round pick, which we know the Eagles are not the best at drafting. Shocker! It's it's looking like a really bad second round pick, a bad waste of a roster spot for three years. Mm-hmm. Because keep in mind, he's still. Well, I guess was he on? They had him on IR, so that yeah. didn't really matter. Um, they were able to fill that spot, but. You know, a waste of a roster spot last year when he was hurt a lot. A waste of a roster spot this year. Now, I just, I haven't seen in a game from him everything that he is supposed to be. Yeah. We watched him get toasted in the preseason. He looked awful in the preseason. And I just haven't seen anything from him in any of the handful of games he's played that I'm overly jazzed about. I agree. I think he's just the classic case of Philly fans being super excited and looking forward to something that doesn't pan out. Yeah. Which is not, okay, we know how to deal with it. You know what I mean? It's whatever, as long as they can do something, hopefully. Yeah. So so at this point, if he practices or not, if he plays or not on Sunday... I don't really care either way because I'm not very excited about him. I, no. I I decided on Thursday watching that game that I I really don't like what I've seen from him mm-hmm. to this point. Um, and I really hate saying that about players on my own team. I hate I really yeah. I really hate saying that honestly. Um, and I hope I'm wrong and I hope my mind gets changed. But right now, based on the sample size, not great. Obviously, Ronald Darby's hurt. And when Ronald Darby's healthy, I really don't have an issue with Ronald Darby. I don't think. He's fully healthy, and, and hamstring issues are mm-hmm. really common coming off ACLs, as we saw with Darren Sproles. Yeah. And obviously now with Darby, and, you know, he's still a ways away. But, you know, if they don't make a move or do something, trade for a corner, whether it be Jalen Ramsey or another name that's been thrown out a lot is Chris Harris from Denver. Yeah, from Denver. If they don't do that, can, do, what do you think they do? Can they make it? How bad will it really be trying to get to week seven when Jalen Mills can come back? Like, Think about think about the way people feel about Jalen Mills or have felt about Jalen Mills in the past, and now everyone's sitting here. He's our savior. We can't. <laughs> That's how we can't wait for Jalen Mills yeah. to come back. What are your thoughts on, from now until then? Like you're the GM. What are you thinking? It just makes me nervous because what week are we in now? Five. So Five. we only have two more games, but they're all the next three games, right? Or road games. After Sunday, yeah. After Sunday, yeah. So, like, I just have a bad feeling about it just because I'm not confident in them. And it makes me hesitant because I think we have a good team surrounding that. But it makes me nervous just because that's huge if you don't have a secondary. And And it's not even like they're just, like, a weak secondary that, like, has a hole somewhere. No, like, your whole secondary is bad. I'm excited to see Rasul Douglas, and I really just, I do like Douglas. I just I, I just feel like based on the way that our secondary is constructed now, Jim Schwartz needs to kind of bite the bullet and do what he's previously done and say, Rasul, that's Robbie Anderson. I'm gonna need you to just follow him wherever he goes. Put a hand on him at the line of scrimmage, knock him off his route a little bit, and stay with him wherever he goes. The rest of y'all, 
here's what you need to do. But I really just think that's the best way to kind of approach this game. But Rasul Douglas is not going to be able to do that. Again, Who do we have the next two weeks after this week? So we play the Jets at home, and then they play in Minnesota, which they're a dumpster fire. Yeah, which we're locking out with Kurt that. is leading them to... Yeah, so that oh. that doesn't worry me. No, and Stephon Diggs wants to be traded. Yeah. So and Adam Thielen is freaking and then, out. Is the cow or the Cowboys after they, that, or and would then that they be play in Dallas? Okay, so that makes me nervous. So that could potentially be the game that Jalen Mills comes back for. Oh, it would in be in Dallas. Yeah, because this is Week Five, and then Week Six in Minnesota. And he'll be back Week Seven. Week okay, Seven okay. in Dallas. Week Eight in Buffalo, which is another really yeah. good defense. And then they come home and play the Bears. Then they have their bye. And then they play the Patriots at home, the Seahawks at home. Hopefully by that point we'll be fine. Yeah. But also... Because Craven LeBlanc should be able to come back around there too. I forget. Yeah. What is, I forget what week is it that you can come back from IR? Nine. Russ must remain on IR for eight weeks where they're eligible to rejoin their team. So maybe give him the extra bye and, or give him, let him get out there a little bit during the Bears and then be ready to go for New England. I don't yeah. know, but I don't know about this Jalen Ramsey thing. I don't. I don't. No, mind. it's not. It's not looking good for us. They want to keep him. They're being stubborn. And um, Bob Cooney brought it up on our show today, and it actually makes a good point. So like, you have a lot of players taking a stand and like doing the holdout, and Ramsey's not officially on a holdout. He keeps making up excuses. We'll see how long that lasts. But um, this might be their owner might be doing the same thing for owners and taking a stand for the owners. Like, okay, you want to sit out. We'll make you miserable and we'll make you wait and sit here and make your team pissed off at you. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So it might be kind of that situation because he came out today and said they have no plans on trading him, even though Jalen's come up with every. And probably will continue. Yeah. Literally last week, he they asked Doug Marone, like, what injury or when did Jalen sustain his injury that he said he, it was a hamstring or something last week. And Doug laughed and was like, I, I don't know anything. About yeah. it. It Why just came out of nowhere. This? Yeah, he was like, it came out of nowhere. I don't, like, he. they know it's a, he's holding out without holding out. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. I don't think it looks promising. Denver hopefully goes 0-5. And, and then If Denver goes 0-5, they'll start yeah. kind of listening to, to offers. And I think getting a, a guy like Chris Harris in here would be really good. Anybody who's saying they don't want to give up draft picks because they don't draft well anyway. We just talked about Sidney Jones being. Yeah, I mean, the, the best draft pick they've had re, of recent has been Dallas Goddard, Derek yeah, Barnett. You still, you're not really getting the production out of him that you're hoping for. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the Jets this week, I mean, you know, their offense is bad. Hopefully this gives the secondary some time to get some confidence, gives Craig James a, to- a little bit of time to work some snaps and, you know, pick it up a little bit and, you know, mm-hmm. get comfortable in the defense. Hopefully it lets the defensive line get home a little bit, get some sacks on the board. And hopefully the offense is able to just kind of, Take off. Now, their yeah. run defense is good. They're really good on run defense. And um, I don't have it written down what they are in the league, but they're good. They have 19 quarterback hits, five sacks so far, 19.5. I don't know how that happens as a total of .5 for a game. But um, 19.5 tackles for loss. So they're good. They uh, The D-line is. They're eighth in the league in rush yards okay. per game. Um, 20th in the league in total yards per game. And uh, 28th in the league in pass yards per game, but also you know they let up some points. So they they let up an average of 23.3 points per game, but the Eagles are also scoring an average of 27.5 per game. Yeah, they're okay, so they're up at the top there. Talking about this, what's your prediction? My prediction is 45-13. Hertz. Oh! I'm going for it. I'm going for it. <laughs> they need this statement game. They do. 
There's no better time. Carson back right now. Carson back in 2017. Well, the whole team really back in 2017 when they're blowing people out. I like that. Yep. Mine's a little bit less of a blowout, but it's still technically a blowout, I think. So I'm going to say 31-17. And my person to watch, I forgot to ask this. Oh, my yes. person to watch is going to be Carson because they have such a good run defense. So I think I'm meeting um, the Jets have such a good run defense. So I think it's going to be huge for Carson to come out of the gate and be that great quarterback that we've seen so far. I think the person to watch this week will be Rasul Douglas. I think okay. what he's going to do on the defensive side is going to be really interesting, and it's going to show you either something they can, A, use in a trade possibly, because he's always one that's been tossed around as a player mm-hmm. to throw in, yeah. or see what they'll be able to build off of with what he Because he's always a guy who they always talk about him in camp, and then people start over him constantly. And yeah. So I think that'll be really interesting to see. I like it. I like it. All right, so before we head into our break, we're going to talk about some things to do in Philly this weekend. Philadelphia. Yeah, so there's some actually some cool things that look at. It's Pennsylvania Wine Month. Oh, shoot, I love wine. I know, me too. And there are like a couple wineries in the area that are like doing things, which I was like, I got to look into this. Dude, and that's probably so cute because it's like fall. You can dress in your sweaters. Yeah, exactly. I'm down for that. Exactly. Um, it's the Philadelphia International Dragon Boat Festival on Saturday. What's a dragon boat? I have no idea, but they'll be in the river right So here. maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> um, the Midtown Village Fall Festival is on Saturday, so that'll be fun. And also, I wanted to go to this last year, and I didn't, but I want to go again. Jack's Pumpkin Glow in Fairmount Park starts this weekend, and they have, like, a bunch of jack-o'-lanterns all, like, really intricately carved, and they're, like, everywhere in Fairmount Park. Dude, my sister, well, that's probably super pretty. My sister, growing up, like, she's 17 years older than me, my uh-huh. oldest sister. So they always had, her and her husband always had, like, pumpkin carvings and stuff. And it was so fun because some of their friends, like, it was a contest, so we'd do it's it to awesome. win. So people would literally go all out, and it's awesome. I love carving pumpkins. I it's do so too. cool. I made Joe do it with me last year. I don't do time. the intricate ones anymore because I have zero patience. Yeah, like, no, that is my worst quality. My patience is zero. Yeah. So I just do... I'll do, a, I'll do like a cool, E-A-G-L-E-S-E. There we go. Let's hey, go. birds. That sounds fun. So <laughs> transferring from the birds, there's a team that finished their season, unfortunately, last week. Yeah. The Phillies. The million-dollar question. Does Gabe Kapler have a job here next year? Okay, so it sucks. I don't think he will. And part of me don't think I'm a Gabe apologist. It's complicated, man. I'm trying to get into this. Okay. I don't know if I think he deserves to lose his job because I don't think all of the decisions he gets criticized for were his decisions. But at the same time, that kind of makes me think he should lose his job because he's not enough of like a stern leader to take control. I think he lets like the above people take advantage of it. You know what I mean? So I think he needs to be more stern, but at the same time, I'm not sure if he deserves to lose his job. Now Philly's front office I think it comes down to them. I think they should be the ones to lose their job. But with that being said, you most likely won't have them lose their job without Gabe losing their job. I agree with that. I, uh, If that makes sense. That might have sounded confusing. No, no. That, that makes 100% sense. I am not a Gabe apologist. I've been very critical of Gabe over the last two years. He's not my favorite person in the world. I can't stand the overly positive thing. I'm I'm as positive as the next person, mm-hmm. but when it is just completely a lie, not that, taking responsibility, that upsets kind of me. Yeah. The reason that they are where they are and finished where they finished, I don't think that's Gabe's fault. That's what. Yeah. I think that if he loses his job, fine. But if he's the only one to go, I don't think that's right. 
I don't think that he deserves to lose his job if Matt Klintak and Andy McPhail get to keep their jobs. I don't think it's right that they sustain the number of injuries they did. And Matt Klintak did absolutely nothing to try yeah. to fix that because everyone he I, literally I, came out like mid season, like June, that's what I'm saying. And was like, we're going with this roster. And no, yeah. dude, you quit. That's and then, quitting. And then the president a week and a half before the deadline was like, nah, if we make the playoffs, great. If we don't, we don't. There's a whole half a season left. And I'm sorry. They were they, in second place in the division then. Yeah, and I'm like the reason they're saying that is because they have this whole 13 year old or 13 plan with or 13 year plan, sorry, with Bryce. Okay, cool. But I'm not about taking five years to build that team. We have Bryce for 13 years. Let's get 13 championships. That's what should be that their should be mindset. The mentality. Not the okay, we have Bryce for 13 years. Let's get two or three championships. No. Take advantage and jump after it. Agreed. And people kept saying to me on Twitter, oh, well, the Yankees had injuries. This team had injuries. That's great. They also have GMs that replace those guys and got a viable second option to make sure that their season didn't fall off or that they didn't fall into these ruts. Right. (laughs) So they didn't fall into these ruts. Mm -hmm. So that's not anything that the Phillies had. And it, it makes it. So difficult that, yes, I agree with you that none of Gabe's decisions are Gabe's decision. Mm-hmm. I think Matt Klintak had a hand in all of it. So that doesn't, there's no reason why if Gabe loses his job, he should be the only one. I don't I think agree. he deserves to be the scapegoat because I genuinely don't think we know what he is as a manager. I don't know if he's the mm-hmm. answer, but I know he's not the biggest problem. Yeah, with that being said, I'm not going to be sad if he loses his job. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I... It just all, there's so much to it because at the same time, like if it is other people just talking in his ear and he's kind of like the puppet doing what they say, at the same time, you need an actual leader right, to take over that position. You can't just have a guy doing what he's told because we saw where that ends up or leads us to, at least with this, doing what's told with this front office behind you. 81 and 81. The most basic you could possibly be. What a shame. But on the other hand, there's another team that's about to start soon. 10-9-8-76ers. I love that song. No, me too. It gets stuck in my head all the time. I know, and I love it. I'll, I'll gladly just sing that song all the time. I'm pumped! I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I was at the media day. I've been at the media day the last three years. And last year, it was cool because they had high expectations, but, like, they weren't high expectations like actually winning a championship it was like okay like they'll go around further Mm -hmm. and then they ended up later in the season picking up Tobias and Jimmy so like that's when their expectations went high this year going into it Joel Embiid and Ben both spoke on it they have this awesome starting five and they have it from the beginning so they have so much time to get it cohesive and together and I'm so excited that's the best part yeah and Jojo's lost 25 pounds he looks great I was there with all of them they all have such I know They all have such good personalities and they're all so ready. And it's not like they were joking around and stuff, but it was like a actually, truly, I care and I'm excited about this team. Last year, I feel like it was more of a joking around, like they weren't taking it serious, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm excited about this. I'm really excited about this team. I'm excited about this starting five. I mean, you've got a guy in Ben Simmons who has the opportunity to be one of the best two-way players in the NBA. Um, You know, your tweet today said it best. And, and a lot of people, I didn't have enough, there's not enough characters on Twitter still. <laughs> I didn't have enough, like, think about what we could have. If Ben, if everyone worked in this offseason and comes back the way that we're hoping and expecting to, 
you have a guy in Ben Simmons who has some of the best court vision of any player to come through the NBA. Mm -hmm. He can do it all on offense and do it all on defense. And that's if he comes back the way we expect him to. Yeah. And I don't expect him to hit shot after shot. I expect him to take shots. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm ready for. Your seven-foot-plus center mm -hmm. can do anything, is the best center yeah. in the NBA. And he's so lean this year, so hopefully they don't have to do time management or load management. Whatever. Hopefully it's just, like, for to keep him healthy. Yeah. And his knees and, like, just to make exactly. sure he doesn't get sore. Yeah. It's not because he's, I mean, he's literally out man. of shape. You can't be seven foot and not have yeah. bad joints. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean... Al Horford is one of the I smartest players in the NBA. I love Al Horford because not only was he Joe's kryptonite, he was also Giannis. So that's on. what I'm saying. One of the, those are two of the best players in the NBA, and mm -hmm. he's the only one who's been able to exactly. shut him down effectively. And he is one of the smartest players in the NBA. People don't give him that credit. No. And he also he has that knowledge because he's 33. He does not look 33, mm -hmm. but he is. And he's so wise about it. So for Joe to be able to learn from his kryptonite, it's just going to make Joe better, and it's going to make the whole team better. And without Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris gets to kind of move back to that. I'm excited for Tobias this year. Get, I like him a lot. He gets to move back to that natural position and what he was sort of playing in L.A. that mm -hmm. was why he was had such a good season last year. Um, and, you know, he, he spent a lot of time working on his defense because yeah. that was the one spot he was lacking. I mean, he was number two in pull-up three-point percentage last year, right behind Steph. I think it was like 0.2% behind Steph. Um, and then you've got a guy like Josh Richardson who, now I said, he, I think he has the potential to be an elite three point shooter and he's already a great yeah. defender. And I say that because he's playing on a championship caliber team, not an average to below average. He Miami doesn't have to be the superhero. He's killed us with three point shooting in the yeah. last couple of years. He has the ability to be that three point shooter mm -hmm. that we don't necessarily have the shooter yeah. now without JJ, but he has the ability to be this elite three-point shooter because he's going to get separation, mm -hmm. he's enormous, and he's now on a team where he's going to have a more prolific role. You said enormous. He's the shortest one on the team. What is he, 6'6"? Six, 6'6". Six? Six, six. That's ridiculous. That's nuts. That's ridiculous. Dude, so, they released the picture, and they're just all monsters, and it's they're, awesome. It's hilarious, and I love oh, it. Oh, the monsters! I, I stood next to Ben the other day, and I was like, they're huge, dude, yeah. He, like, put his legs, he was in a car, he put his legs out of the car, and I was like... I know, he's got this, like, little sports car, too, and you're just like, how do you even... How do you fit in there? Yeah, I don't understand. But, um, yeah, dude, it's... I'm excited. So I have one question for you before okay. we go to our last break. Last year, you're looking for, for a bucket at the end of the game. You're either looking for J.J. Redick at the three-point line, or you're finding Jimmy Butler. And last year, because they knew who their closer was in a three-point shot from J.J. or anywhere from Jimmy Butler. They were always trying to find them at the end of the game. And there were several times it happened in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. It happened. One one specific game is against um, the Atlanta Hawks when they lost by two towards the end of the season. We talked about this on the Rob Motti show with Crystal Rich the other night. They ended up, other teams knew what was going on. So they locked them down and the Sixers ended up committing shot clock violations instead of even getting a shot off. With this starting five, who were you looking for at the end of the game as a closer? I'm just going to follow what Brett said, Brett said today on our show because I'm just going to trust it for now. But he said he would trust give the, the ball. process over there? Trust in the process, <laughs> literally because I'm saying JoJo. Bam! That, that worked. That transition. That, yeah, that was great. Yeah, was that good. was good. I like that. I, yeah. That wasn't planned. That was good. It wasn't. I know. See, I fed off of it. You were right in my here. mind. We're right but, here. 
Yeah, but we're going JoJo, at least in the beginning. That's what, like, Brett said that. But like you just mentioned, people are going to, like, hint on to that if you, you use him every time. So that's why I like, I mean, you could use Richardson from, like, deeper out if you trust him, depending how he shows out to be. But then I also like Toby. I have confidence in Toby. I I could see Toby doing it. Let's so. not forget Al Horford. I know. Shoots like yeah. he's, he plays like he's Kareem every time he played the Sixers. That's true. He's like a, what is it, like a career, That's like 28% three-point shooter. You could do and anything. he would shoot like 39% against you the You could Sixers. do anything. And Brett said today he's got confidence in Ben. Sleep on us. Give it to Ben. Nobody's going to be blocking him because they don't have but confidence in him. That's what I'm him. saying. I think they could easily be a closer by committee kind of team because you don't have to just defend two shooters. You got them all. You got five. Hoping we got Hoping. five. But I, even worse comes to worse. I have confidence. Me too. You got but five. worse comes to worse. You got four. And you never know who. You don't have to just take away one person. No, and, and that's not, another thing too. So long. That it I know. Just, it, it but dude, just, and I love it too because everybody has their off night. So having all that, all the options, not even just so people can't pick up what you're doing, mm-hmm. picking up what you're laying down. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but thought <laughs> in my head. But so not only just because people pick up like everybody's going to have an off night. So if you can be versatile on that, that's awesome. And, that's and, if, and if you can get some, some three-point shooting off the bench from Matisse Thibel, get some more points from guys like Trey Burke. They talked yeah. about him. Trey, really yeah, good. he was Ben's number one guy from day one. We'll he said see. he was the best performance. It's it's going to be really, really, really interesting to see how this season goes. I'm excited to see what Brett Brown mm-hmm. can do. I'm excited not I to see the Brett. hockey line changes anymore. I'm excited to see wh- what this season has, and it's going to be fun. I'm prepping mental- mentally for all the overreactions, the negative overreaction the first time yeah. something goes wrong. You know, they lose one game in an 82-game yeah. season, all of a sudden every hope is dead. Um, I- I'm ready for it. I'm mentally prepared for it. I'm excited. I am very excited. All right. With that, we're going to head into our next break. When we come back, we'll do our food and drink of the week, and we'll do our mean tweets. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Welcome back. So we're going to end how we normally end our each show with our food and drink and then mean tweets. So I have the food this week. You do. I'm yes, excited. and I took this, epi- or this episode, this recipe from my best friend from home, Corinne. She's been telling me to do it for weeks. So I was like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll I'm trust excited. you. So it's just a spinach and artichoke dip. I love but I am a sucker dip. for dips. I love dips. You can't go wrong with dips. No, you can't. I'm going to get my si- my sister has a really good one, too. I'm going to do that. Reminds I'm me. excited. But so this spinach and artichoke dip, it's really easy. It's just on one of the packet of those, like, nor vegetable things. Mm-hmm. That's where she got it. And she just, like, simplified it kind of and yeah. made it good. So it's just an 8-ounce jar of mayo, 16 ounces of sour cream. Both of those come in, like, their own things. So yeah. literally, literally dump you just and buy dump. it. Yeah, exactly. And then um, one packet of the Noor vegetable mix. And then she said you can add other stuff in, so I might because I'm just like, Ooh. when I cook, I do yeah, my I know. own thing. You, you throw things. I do. Like, you gave me a good recipe the other day, and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to spice it up. I'm going to add this. I'm going to do this. Like, I just. So I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm like a mom. <laughs> but then um, it's just, and then it's a couple cups of chopped spinach. She didn't have a direct one, but she said she uses frozen spinach sometimes, and it's just like a package, and it's easier. But then once you cook that, you have to cook it by itself. Yep. You drain it and dry it, and then you just add it all together and let it chill. Amazing. Yeah, and the cool thing I was thinking was to do it in a bread bowl. I don't know if I'm going to do that 
for to take to the tailgate just because it might be easier so i might or like harder so i might yeah. just get like a tin foil thing to take so we can throw it away sounds good but that would be good if you just like scooped out the bread bowl and use that to dip in it or that pita chips delicious. or regular chips i'm excited i love spinach and me too i'm super excited and we're gonna wash that down with a drink called a snake bite lager special effects <laughs> <laughs> We're going to wash that down with a snake bite, lager, cider, and black currant cordial. cordial. I'm excited to try that and I'm put it up on the thing because that's not a common thing. No, I'm excited. Yeah. It'll be fun. We're going to make all these things and we're going to enjoy them and it'll be a great time. It is going to be great because this is the first time we actually get to tailgate at the game together. Yeah. We're going to have so much fun. I know. I'm excited. It'll Come be hang fun. out and see us. Yeah. We'll be in K-Lot. K-Lot. Yeah. It's the one with all the solar panels. Sweet. So yeah. hang out. If you see us walking around, say what's up. Say hi. I'll probably, I might actually wear my babes on broad shirt. I was thinking that. Should we do it? Yeah. I might bring my jersey to like put on when we actually go in the game. Yeah. I'm thinking about wearing it. But that. I don't know them because I'll be in a suite. So maybe I'll be like, yeah, get everybody asked what babes on broad is. I think you should do that. I think that's yeah. a better idea. <laughs> I think that's a better idea. All right. So before we go today, we're going to read some of the mean tweets. I got a lot this week. People got mad at me. It happens. What are you going to do? So someone tweeted at me. I, I tweeted a lot about Dak. Dak sucks, by the way, in case anyone forgot. In all capital letters, your argument is based off one game. If the Eagles played the Saints defense right now, they'd get pooped on too. Eagles fans are something else. You lost to a kicker. <laughs> the defense won the game for you. Wentz didn't have 200 yards, lost to the now 1-4, quote-unquote, Falcons, and almost lost to the 0-4 Redskins and could easily be 1-4. Math. Yeah, I was going to say that's five, and this is week this five. This is week five. I shamed that guy so hard, he deleted the tweet. And oh. didn't try again. Didn't <laughs> try didn't, again. Didn't correct it. He just deleted it. Blonde girls can't get dumber, especially when it comes to football. I missed that one. That's rude. Yeah, well, he was a cartoon character that I guarantee you doesn't co-host three shows per week. So <laughs> someone actually responded and said, Baker, your crappy excuse for a QB with the greater than sign. That's just funny in itself. Um, Baker Mayfield, that was yeah. his reference. Yeah. Um, and then some guy said, you're obviously a biased fan. You don't really know anything about football. That game wasn't even close to Dak's fault. It's one game. Well, if there's no run game that they can get going and it's relying on Dak and they couldn't score points, that sounds like it's Dak's fault. There's correlation there. Yeah. Um, and then that same guy, are you that effing dumb? You do realize it's a team game. Was Wentz running for all those yards against Green Bay, or are we just going to ignore that? How was the Dallas run game tonight? Wentz for the, threw for 160 yards. What happens when he doesn't have a run game? So just to be clear, Dak sucks and can't succeed without Zeke succeeding. Um, and then there was that person that kept saying, uh, like, was like, you lost to the Lions and Falcons. Go deal with that. The Saints won the game. What else is there to say? The Lions are actually serious, dude. Um, Dak sucks. You lost to a <laughs> kicker. Also, this person kept typing loins instead of lions, and that made me upset. Ew. Um, shut up, you're clueless. Sir, this is a Wendy's. Um, oh, and then we also got a really nice email from somebody that said, oh, heard you gals were looking for the best tailgate recipe. Look no further than this. Go to the store, go to the cleaning supplies section, pick up a bottle of bleach, drink it in a red Solo cup. Your show sucks. Well, Thank you for listening. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you for listening, and, um, you know, you we still got a download from you. Yeah, right? I don't really so care. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. I hope he's listening to this right now, and he emails us again. You guys are so stupid. You didn't make that your recipe. 
No, we didn't. I'm, I'm probably not going to. No, but that means we got another download again. But you can. Why yeah. don't you know what? Why don't you not try our, and not send us fans. a review? Not our good fans. No, not our good fans. We have some just great that fans. one guy. Yeah, no, just that one guy who sent it to us. Yeah. Why don't you try it and let us know how? Dude, it I was totally fangirling this week too. Gianni, or Giovanni, love him. Love him. We're getting. Well, we're. Are the shirts are on the way? We will get them to you as soon as they come in. I love him. I love that. He yeah. listens to our show. That's so cool. Yeah. Him and his mom. Him and his, and his mom listened to us together, and that I was I think his brother awesome. followed me, too. Yeah. I, I, I was super honored to hear that. I'm super excited. And hopefully, you know, we get a win this Sunday for, for Giovanni and for everybody else, all these other Eagles fans out there. Woo-woo! Go Birds! So, with that, we're going to close out our show. Thank you again to sport to SB Nation, Bleeding Green Nation, once again, you can find our podcast on BGN Radio or on, on iTunes. Type in Bleeding Green Nation anywhere you find your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Babes on Broad. Sam on Twitter and Instagram at SamWills18. And me on Twitter at RunThisTown with an E13 or on Instagram at Jessica double underscore town. Don't forget, you can also go to our store, Rep the Babes on Broad. And we will see you next week. Go Birds! Go Birds! BGN. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.